living on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered in oil News Radio 92.3 is the physical expert panel on Jen Casey. It's Boat Smart with Stephen Schmidt. Good morning. Good morning and good morning, Pensacola. It's a little chilly outside, but the sun is shining, so that's a good thing. It's a gorgeous day. It's going to be nice. I looked at the weather, and it's going to progressively get warmer into the next week, too. It's going to be 76, I think, tomorrow. So That's why, you know, when we got the cold snap, I'm like, everybody chill out yeah we'll be back in shorts in a week yeah it'll be back it'll be yeah. back where it is i'm Always. in shorts today so yeah. you know my students were making fun of me because i had uh, long pants on for the last couple of nights but it get a little chilly out in that shop yeah. you know but you got to dress right and and uh, i got some students that work outside during the day at dealerships and they come into the classroom and they're like this is not bad at all <laughs> they're working next to the water with the wind blowing Ooh. you know and you really have to dress appropriately for the weather you're working in when especially when you're down mm-hmm. by the water and uh you just never know how hard, hard that wind is going to blow and and uh they uh they they don't bother them too bad you know i'm kind of surprised that the the students that are out there working in the field that, that are coming to class they just they don't complain much they just keep on working so they're happy to have those jobs so it's awesome it's awesome we have a great week this week it's been busy over there at georgestone technical college and we're going to talk about some things that are happening over there and uh let our listeners know what direction we're going and all the fun things that we do while we're learning and that kind of stuff this is boat smart it is a call-in show you can call us at 850-437-1620 or text us 850-437-1620 maybe you have a question about your boat maybe you're looking at this cold weather and you're not going to use your boat anymore and for you know for until it warms up again so maybe you have a question about how should you store your boat and uh, i was talking to my students last night and chris said make sure you tell them to treat their fuel if you're going to let the boat sit treat your fuel so that is the message from chris he wanted everybody to know you need to treat your fuel and fuel treatment does not help you on old fuel so you need to put fresh fuel in your boat and treat it and get it ready for storage if you're not going to use it for a while and down here you know there are going to be some good days to use your boat. We are sponsored by Key Marine Center. Key Marine Center of Northwest Florida, located at 5621 Bower Road here in Pensacola, 850-492-0487. KeyMarineCenter.com is their website. That's KeyMarineCenter.com. They got their motors listed up there. Everything they have in stock, you can go in there and you can click on different motors and you get the pricing and everything. It's kind of cool that I'm talking about that because we're going to talk about some things that's related to engine pricing and stuff like that. So you can go on Key Marine's website. You can click on the engines that they have in stock and get pricing for them. So you can have an idea of what it would cost to do a repower or, or you know, that type of thing for your boat. And uh, Key Marine Center is the best place to go for your repowers. They say they will beat anybody's prices on repowers, and I believe they will. Key Marine Center is your Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki Repower Center. Special discounting prices on all Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki motors. Customer appreciation is going on right now. So that's 20% off of labor all the way until January 8th of 2024. So you need to take advantage of that. If you're not going to use your boat that much, right now is the perfect time to start getting maintenance done, okay? And as you go into the new year, 
Uh, I know it's a little ways off, but it's coming on quick. You know, it, you get into February and it's boating season again. So it really happens quickly down here. So right now is the time to think about that. Think about getting your boat maintenance done. Think about doing that repower or just getting your upgrade or trailer work done. They can help you on that and you can save 20%. That's a big deal when you uh, do that. And I think they add some stuff, little you know, stuff on there too, if you mentioned Boat Smart as well. So we've been having a great week over at Georgetown Technical College in the Marine Service class. And, and uh, you know, this time of year, we're getting into November, already in November, hard to believe, isn't it? And uh, we're moving forward into, uh, we're going to have a break at Thanksgiving. We'll have another break at Christmas. So I'm trying to put as much effort as I can into the learning experience so the students don't, you know, uh, just don't lose any learning as far as when we get ready to take off for the for the holidays i was talking to jeff wayne out here and i told him i really don't like the breaks that much you know i I don't mind a few days here and there but man when you get them long breaks you kind of i want to be in there teaching you know and and with my students and and they want to be there they're like oh we got to go to break you know we're not going to be here and i'm like yeah we got to take a break and you know but they don't really like that they want to keep moving on and i think it's important to keep them engaged and keep them in that classroom. But, you know, it is what we do. We take breaks at, at the at this time of year. And teachers, I know a lot of teachers that love it. So, you know, I kind of like, eh, you know, keep on going. But that's just me. That's just me. So this week I want to talk about uh, uh, a little uh, – information about one of my students and names Gaines. I've been working with a dealership over in Gulf Shores and I'll go ahead and mention them Paradise Marine. We have four students over there working right now that have completed. So I can't call them students. We'll call them completers, uh, technicians. I have two ladies over there and I have two, two males working over there at, uh, Paradise Marine and, uh, they like hiring from us. And, I guess because we're giving them great employees, but obviously we have four over there. They've been there for a long period of time, uh, several years, and uh, they have uh, they keep looking to me when they want to increase, you know, the employees. If they, they look to me for that, so I've been actually working with them for about the last uh, three months, trying to find that perfect fit, the student that will work out really well for them. And uh, I have a student that lives in Mobile or the Gulf Shores area over that way, kind of in Orange Beach and Mobile area. So this is going to be the perfect fit for him because it's close to where he lives. I think he drives an hour to get here every day. And, you know, so a little uh, closer work area is going to work out well for him. So uh, he went over for an interview yesterday and they hired him uh, after the interview, and he's going to actually start work in January. So they're working with me uh, to help him complete his first 750 hours in my program, and then he's going to go to work for them. And when I was talking to Gaines yesterday, and I said, did, how did they tell you, what did they tell you you're going to be doing when you go to work? And Gaines said, well, they're going to put me underneath a person that has experience. They put me under the wing of another person, and they're going to work me through, and then they're going to wean me off of that and let me do work on my own and keep checking my work and making sure I'm doing a good job and help me in that process. And I just think that's such a great thing because when my students go into the field, I think a lot of times they're, they're intimidated by walking into that shop and, and, uh, having that feeling of, uh, wow, overwhelming feeling going in. But these locations that we uh, put our students in so many times help our students in that transition 
And it's so very important to make that happen. And we have Jeff Kilgore of Mercury Marine and Jeff Crane of Yamaha Marine out there helping along with that transition. So as this student moves into that dealership, I will send out emails to the appropriate manufacturers and I'll say, hey, I've got a student in the field. He's over there working. And then they will make visits to make sure that everything's going well and helping him along because when you look at my program, the training that we give is, uh, I think is top notch. I think we go way and above and beyond, uh, what other places do, but we try to make our students, you know, ready to go when they leave, but they're still learning. You're very fresh. You don't have a lot of experience and these places that help my students by, uh, doing this process of putting someone them under someone's wing and then helping them along in the visits really makes them successful. And uh, we got a text message? Yeah, or a call? We, we do. Okay. Stefan, we have a text. Please talk to folks about the disadvantages to using ethanol added fuels, 10% or more like at car gas pumps and boating applications. Okay, that's a good question. And, you know, we do have a lot of, of uh, people that we ask questions about ethanol, non ethanol fuels. I use non-ethanol in everything, lawnmowers, my garden, whatever you want, you know, your grass stuff, your boat, that kind of thing. It's so very important, especially uh, in a boat, because what uh, when you have ethanol in your fuel, that attracts water. And where are boats? They're in the water, right? They're always around water, and, and of course, and, and just sitting there in the driveway or in a, in a storage place or wherever you store it, the condensation that builds up in the fuel tanks, you know, by the heat and cooling of the tanks. All that ethanol, you know, it, it pulls water in there, and it's also corrosive. So my recommendation is to use a non-ethanol fuel and make sure that you go, as always, from a very reliable fuel station. That's important, too. If you go to a fuel station that doesn't have a lot of turnover, maybe you live way out somewhere and that fuel station doesn't have a lot of turnover, fuel gets stale in, the t- in their tanks, and you're putting it in your tank, so now you have old fuel already in your boat. So my recommendation is to make sure that you use a station that's reputable. Make sure that you uh, use a non-ethanol fuel for your boat and then stick with it, okay? Always, I recommend, if you can, fill your boat up. That will alleviate any kind of uh, a uh, condensation buildup in your tank and treat your fuel every time you put fuel in it so very important i don't put fuel in my boat unless i treat it i'm putting it in there and i'm going to treat the fuel even though i'm using it a lot you know right now we're maybe not use it as we get into the holidays so it's very important that you treat your fuel and remember like chris said you got to treat it now as you fill up your tank and make sure you do it on good fuel so the reason Cars don't have a problem with with a a uh, fuel that has ethanol in it. It's because they use it all the time. Your car has a good turnover of fuel, and sometimes I'll see these cars pull up to these ethanol non ethanol tanks and they're filling up their car, and I wonder why they're doing that. You know, is is why they it, it won't hurt the car, but I really think in a car situation, if you're using it every day like we do most of the time, you're wasting your money on non ethanol. But on boats, it's very important to use that. I hope I answered that question. You know, that was a good question. I appreciate that. And that falls right in what Chris was talking about in class last night. So we are happy with uh, what's happening at these dealerships. I have another dealership 
uh, that called me this week, and I've been trying to get in contact with. As a matter of fact, my phone just rang, and it was that dealership. I didn't think it was a very good idea to answer it on the air. So we're going to call him back when I go back. They're looking to hire my employees, different places around our area. Dealerships that are that are moving in our area and that kind of thing are contacting me for employees, and, and we're working on uh, getting them into our classroom to talk to my students. That's very important. Get these people in front of my students and let them talk to them and let them know, you know, what they have to offer and they can answer questions and stuff like that. So that's very important as well. Hey, I want to do something really kind of cool. I want to give a shout out to Uber drivers. Oh no. Yeah. Uber drivers. They listen to our show. Oh, hello, Uber drivers. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because I have a couple students that uber you know different places to school and things like that and they'll say okay where are you taking me i'm going to georgestone tech and what class are you in they start asking questions and they go hey we listen to that dude on the radio you know (laughs) and they start talking about it so a big shout out to the uber drivers out there that are bringing my students to school you know and 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 listening to our show that is very cool and a lot of times they'll say we don't know anything about boats but this sure is cool listening to you know stuff about boats and the school and stuff like that so i've been wanting to do that and you know just just it's cool that we got different people of all walks of life listening and learning and uh it's kind of like my classroom that's the way it is we have people from all walks of life in there learning and it's the school in general right you know jeff wayne said to me your school does so much good things in the community and it does georgestone tech does a great job in the community helping people to get a career, a career change, or even change their life. You know, it's so very important for us to do what we do over there. So my topic for today, we talked about engines on, on uh, Key Marine's website and stuff. My topic for today is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And the question is relating to your boat. At what point do is it worth it to uh, repower or repair your boat? You know, as as time goes on, and it's it's really with older boats more than it is the newer stuff. You know, with the older boats that have wood in them and they're in their uh, transoms and stringers and maybe in their upholstery, they can rot, if you will, if they or or go bad and you end up with a problem with the transom or stringers or fuel tanks and things like that. So I think it's really tough uh, sometimes to help. Uh, customers with a decision of what do I do at this point? I have a boat in my, in the school right now that has a bad transom on it. Okay. The transom is the part that supports the engine. This is on the outboard. Okay. So it supports the engine it's bad. It's cracked. And literally the engine could fall off the boat if the customer continues to run it. And when he came in the first time, this is the second time he's been to our school. He's a, a teacher in a school district. He brought it the first time, and I always do an inspection on the boat, and I noticed immediately that the transom had cracks in it. So I shook the motor up and down, and it was, it was bad. I was like, we can't work on this because, you know, we don't want to work on the engine because of the transom because it becomes a liability at that point. You know, you don't want to fix somebody's motor on a transom and when the next time they take their boat out, their motor's going to fall off. Right. So you have to be honest with the customer. You have to say, okay, you know, your, your engine is really weak. Your transom is really weak for your engine. So we don't, we, we really don't want to work on it until you fix your transom. And now it's the, how much is it going to cost to do that? And it gets expensive fixing those kind of problems. 
So my point is, when I say, is it worth it? You have to do a lot of, put a lot of thought into it. Okay. You have to look at the whole big picture. You have to look at the trailer. You got to look at the boat, the way the boat looks, the age of the boat, the age of the engine that's on the boat and the condition of that engine as well. And I, you have, as a technician or a, a boat dealership, I think you got to be honest with your customer because you don't want to, them to put money into something that's not worth it. And a lot of times what I've found is what happens, even though the boat maybe isn't worth it, the customer likes the boat. And they like how it performed when it was in a new condition or, or good condition. And they, even though putting a transom in the boat doesn't increase the value of the boat, it is cheaper than buying a new boat. So a lot of times when we're dealing with people that need a repower or major repairs, it's, it's a conversation that you have to have with them. We don't know their financial you know, situations. Uh, I think a lot of boaters, uh, in our area are just average people where they go boating and, and the boat is the luxury part of their life. And they may be borderline of, you know, can I really afford my boat, but I really enjoy going out, you know, and especially with fuel prices and all this stuff is so high right now. You know, as you, you look at it, I think a lot of people, uh, in our area and all over really, are borderline, you know, I enjoy boating, but it, it is costly, right? And now you have a boat that has a major problem. So what do you do? You know, sometimes it's, it's a fact that they can't, they can't afford a new boat, but they can, they can afford to use the boat that they have by putting fuel in it and insurance and that kind of stuff and the maintenance on it. But now when you have a major problem, what do you do? Is it worth it? And when you're looking at it, you really, you got to look at the trailer. How much money is it going to take to fix the trailer? Of course, because you got to get the boat to the water after you fix it, right? How much money is it going to take to fix the transom? You know, is there more damage internally? Maybe the fuel tank's old and needs to be replaced or something like that. And then you got to look at the, at the engine. Uh, this particular boat has a two stroke, uh, motor on it. And we got looking at it and you know, it's, it's like, wow, you're fixing to dump a ton of money in this engine and the boat and some money in the trailer. It might be time to think about a repower. If you're going to fix the boat, you're putting money in it. You're fixing the upholstery. You're putting new wiring, new gauges. You might as well consider a repower. And a lot of times you can get a loan where it don't cost you that much, you know, per month, I guess you need to stretch it out. Right. So maybe you can afford it because if you put all this money in a boat, uh, hull, the transom, and you put a motor on it and it's not reliable, is that any fun that you're all of a sudden having to go out and every time you go out, the motor breaks down, you have to take it back to the shop and it's nickel and diming you to death, that kind of situation. That's no fun, right? So sometimes you have to consider, okay, you know, do I go ahead and fix my transom and put a new engine on it and go that route? Or do I try to fix the transom and put my old motor on it and try to get by with it? Or I hear this a lot. There's a lot of boats for sale, used boats online that I see that are kind of like my boat 
for this amount of money, right? Well, the thing is about that is what kind, what are you getting? Are you getting somebody else's problems, right? So when you start thinking about this, is it worth it? You have to really consider a lot of things, you know, because the value of the boat, the value of the engine, how much am I going to put in it? And how much am I going to use it? Sometimes when you're fixing a boat, you have to calculate out the use. Okay. I know my motor's not really worth that amount, but I can't afford to buy a new one right now. So I'm going to fix it. And when you look at it that way, the amount of use may be worth it to you. The value is the use versus I can't sell this motor for when I put $2,000 into it. I can't sell it for $2,000, right? So you have to look at that too. So if you're out there and, you're, and you have a boat that needs repairs like that, maybe you have an engine that's older and you're trying to determine whether you need to fix it or maybe buy new or whatever you want to do at this point, you really got to look at your finances and you really need to go to a place that you can trust like Key Marine. And what you could do is you can go out there and have them evaluate your boat for you. Look it over, determine the value of the boat. Okay. Is the, how much is the boat, the trailer, the motor together right now? How much would it be worth if I was to sell it in good condition? That's important, you know, and then you're going to have to make a decision at that point. What's it worth to me? You know, and I've, I've fixed boats, my boats in, in my, in the past and you used them for a while and, and, and sold them or what have you, you know, and, uh, it's just a decision-making process that the customer has to work through with the dealership to determine if it's worth fixing. I really, it's hard for me to answer that question. Even when I'm talking to a customer, you know, right. trying to get them to come up with a decision, is it worth it? Because I don't know everything that's going on with you. I don't know how much you're using it. I don't know. I love this boat. I said, I understand. But the realization of it is if we fix your engine and we put $2,000 in your engine, your engine is still worth $2,000. Right. 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 The same with the boat. You know, if we put, you know, $5,000 in your boat, your hull is still only worth, you know, maybe $3,500 or something like that. You know, so the customers have to make a decision. And I, I like to use the scenarios in my classroom as we go through the weeks uh, to on the, on the air so people can kind of get an understanding of, you know, what we deal with at school, how the students get to, get to uh, talk to customers and decision-making processes that we have there. So it's pretty cool to, to have this uh, boat in our shop. We don't know what he's going to do yet. We're still in the process of, uh, talking. I had the customer come to the to school with my students and we talked to him and said, okay, here's where we're at. This is my recommendation. If you're going to fix the transom and you know, what, where do we go from here? One other consideration that you need to make, if you got a boat that's rotten, what to do with it. That's another consideration. You can't just take it out and drop it in the Gulf of Mexico. You have to get rid of it. And that costs money too. So there's a lot of factors that goes into, is it worth it? You know, it's like six or $800 to get rid of a boat out, out of the dump. You have to take it out there and to get rid of it. Okay. So, you know, uh, you know, the trailer, you could always scrap it, you know, but so anyway, that's my subject for today. If you got a boat out there, Key Marine can help you. I can help you. 
send me an email. More than happy to do that for you. And uh, it's just, uh, hey, get out there and enjoy the weather this weekend. I was listening to y'all on the way in. There's a lot yes. going on this weekend. Greek Fest, Greek Gulf Fest. Coast Art Festival. Yeah, downtown, right? Yes, sir. You can take your boat to that new little marina over there and oh, go to the Art Festival. Fun. Yep. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Y'all have a great weekend, and we'll be back next Friday. Thanks for listening. Up next, we have some Frisky Friday babies coming in. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel.